Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, to get 30, how to get 20, 20, 20, how to get 20, 20, to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So, Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. You're listening to The Curator Podcast, Season 2, Episode 28. An interview with Tom May from the Menzingers. And just a little warning, the room that we recorded this in was pretty echoey. So it's a total pleasure to meet you. How are you? Good, good. How about yourself? I'm okay. It's cold, as we just discussed off mic. But yeah, I'm good. I'm good. I'm glad. I'm happy to meet you. Yeah, hell yeah. Me too. Thanks for, thanks for having me on the podcast. What are you drinking? Uh, this is like some kind of coffee. I don't know if it is an Americano or if it's just a really long and not so strong espresso or a really tiny drip coffee. Can't really quite figure it out. But it's a little machine. You push the button and it just kind of comes out. Is it doing the job? It's doing the job. We'll see. Yeah, we'll see by the end of this, but yeah. So uh, you're here in Glasgow, and every single time you come to Glasgow, you always play a bigger show. How does that feel? That must be awesome. Oh, my God, it's the best. It's, uh, it's, it happens here, and it happens down uh, south um, the last couple tours. But, yeah, every time we come to Glasgow, we play a consistently bigger venue, and it's amazing, especially because they keep selling out. It's fucking crazy. Yeah, so that's almost sold out tonight. We sold out by the time the door's open tonight, which is fucking cool, man. Yeah, that'll be awesome. I'm really fucking stoked. It's an interesting place for it as well. It's a warehouse. Yeah, we're in a giant warehouse that is um, a multi-purpose art TV studio kind of place. We're sitting on a giant uh, mid-century modern uh, uncomfortable leather couch next to two giant Jackson Pollock-esque uh, splatter paintings that match each other. So in a giant photo studio, that's why the, the reverb's there. Yeah, it's, it's, uh, we should probably draw attention to the fact that it's quite echoey in here, but hey, if, if you don't like it, you can just, I guess, you'll, you'll t- you've already turned off by this point if you don't like it, yeah, <laughs> if you don't sure. like the sound. Exactly. So, after the party, has been out for almost a year now. You've been touring pretty hard on that shit. Uh, how's that been going? Oh, it's been going fantastically. We, uh, yeah, we put it out, we weren't, you know, you never are sure how people are going to receive it, but after the party's been... Uh, received very well by everybody and the shows the sizes of the places that we're playing are doubled uh, people are so excited about it it's funny you can see a marked difference between the people in the crowd some people only know the after the party songs and some people are more stoked about earlier stuff and you can kind of see notice that and that's uh, really interesting i mean you spent a lot of your time growing up and on the road as a band um, and i think a lot of your fans have probably done the same thing do you ever stop and think about that oh totally yeah it's funny our, our fans are definitely grown with our you know they're the same age as us and they started out when we were younger when we were first doing it so it's really uh it's a really interesting and special thing we must be doing something right if everybody keeps coming back but yeah i really like that part of it you start seeing more kids at our shows now you start seeing more uh uh, people, you know, they're not, they're a little bit more physically calm, I guess, and a little old, you know, you guys have healthcare over here, but in the States, it's like, no, I'm not going <laughs> to stage dive tonight, last thing I need is to be paying $10,000 to fix my arm or whatever, <laughs> it's great. I mean, I'm 
probably the same age as you guys. I'm 32, and I've been listening to you guys for a long time, so I kind of feel as though, like, you've been voicing, like, a lot of my th thoughts and feelings about growing up, as, I, as I've grown up, because that's the thing they don't tell you when you, when, when you, when you start entering adulthood. It's like, it's just... You still need to figure shit out. Like your parents always seem to have shit. Well, my parents always seem to have shit figured out. And then you're like, holy fuck, I, I don't. And then it's good that you that there's bands out there who are putting who, who are also you can see them evolving as human beings as as they create as they create more music. Do you know what I mean? Hell yeah, thanks, man. Yeah, we uh, that's one of my favorite, not my favorite, but one of the biggest things I've realized getting older is that all these situations and people and institutions that I thought had their shit together. Uh, maybe probably didn't. Everybody, the entire world is just winging it everywhere as we, you know, hurdle through space um, and complete uncertainty. And uh, as I think if you embrace that, there's a little bit of comfort there. And that might be like the first stepping stone of wisdom that you kind of gain mm -hmm. when you get a little older. Or maybe not. Maybe I'm just talking out of my ass, but who knows. Well, I hope that's the case, but I'm on 32 and I still don't know what's going on, so maybe not. <laughs> yeah, maybe not. <laughs> so uh, on the new record, I was wondering... Because you've been, that's your first album, right? And you've been a band for over a decade, about a decade-ish. Um, how has the songwriting process changed over the years? Um, when we first started, I think the songwriting process was a bit more volatile, chaotic, and just kind of raw. We would just kind of throw everything against the wall and see it would fit. We'd be in a basement with microphones that didn't really work, and we'd all be playing something different and didn't realize it, and we'd all just bang it together. And then when we got to the studio, we'd be like, oh, well... Turns out that doesn't work, you know, that kind of thing. And as we've gotten older, uh, the songwriting process has become more self-aware and, cal and uh, calculated. Not necessarily self-aware in what we're singing about, but just kind of aware in the direction that you want to go in and the process that you take it to. Um, you can kind of, it's like almost like when you're making a first draft of a paper in school, like there's a reason that you do that. You know? There's like, you start to, to gain your direction. Even if you don't stay with your original focus, you still get onto a path to, um, finding something that truly works for you. So would you say it's kind of been, every album's been a process of refining towards a goal of the ultimate Men's Thinkers album? Uh, I would say so, yeah. I think that we'll always be chasing that. Well, I don't think we'll ever get it, but we'll, uh, we'll always try to get better and chase after it. It's amazing that you still have the drive to do it after 10 years, you know what I mean? Like, if it was me, I don't think I would. <laughs> <laughs> well, part of me doesn't know how to do anything else, so yes, <laughs> I have to keep yeah, doing yeah. that. But uh, yeah, no, the reason, I mean, like you said, we keep coming places and uh, the venues are getting bigger and bigger. So that definitely keeps us, keeps pushing us along. I mean, there's definitely parts of this that you get a little bit more tired doing. And uh, for the first time ever, a couple of years ago, I started to notice that you'd feel a little bit jaded on tour. You'd be like, not thankful. And uh, the gratitude just wasn't there. You know, you'd be like playing a, a show and even over here somewhere in random town. And let's say it was like, an average show. It didn't even have to be a bad show, and that might allow that to infest your brain and be a, you know, like I think most people in the world do question every move that you make and <laughs> have a whole bunch of self doubt and treat yourself like shit. But it is uh, once you can gain that perspective back of knowing that what you're doing is what you want to do and being sure of yourself, it's kind of, yeah, it's great. I mean, that, the album does seem to deal with those themes of like you're doing what you want to do, and people may have told you not to do it. <laughs> But you're still Everybody here. Everybody said not to do it. <laughs> Except for our friends and, and our fans, but like all of our family and people that were in bands that we toured with that we looked up to, we'd get a little, get a little couple, two, three beers in them and start to say some shit. Or you'd see them <laughs> getting fights and you'd be like, all right, well, is this how I want to live in 10 years? Or is this what I, how I see myself when I'm 40, you know? And um, 
Yeah, they did definitely say not to do those things, but we did it anyway, and I think we'll keep doing it. And it's also, there's like a little bit of uh, the idea, it's tough to, for, to remember that there's no recipe for anything, like the world is not full of recipes. Um, there's not like one way to do anything. And when you realize that you can learn from other people, but in the end what you make your own and you do your own journey and your own process, I think that you, know, you can't really be stopped. So how much has the process of touring changed then in light of these these people who have you seen that are maybe you know falling apart? Oh man, for well we do we don't do things that we've seen them do that didn't work. <laughs> so that's like uh, it's kind of like not necessarily like looking at an accident on the side of the highway, but it's you know we'll be like oh well they toured for six months out of the year and uh, they didn't they wanted to make you know they didn't spend money on things to make them more comfortable. Uh, or to make them last longer and they fell apart, well, we won't do that. You know, we'll t- take the extra steps to take the time off and uh, spend the time with our families and with our, with each other and treat each other with uh, respect and love and try to make sure that everything stays afloat. It seems so obvious to do that, but as, as you've just said, and I think as you know, as we all know kind of throughout the history of music, is people tend to not do that. They don't take a step back and and are gathered with that much self-awareness to go, maybe we should, maybe we should change oh, yeah. how to do that. I don't think, I mean, I don't think that we do that enough. I don't think I do that enough in my personal life. And I look at a lot of people in the world, and I think that a lot of the, the problems, especially at least in the Western world, uh, come from people not examining themselves that way and or not, you know, taking a step back and being like, I don't have to do this this way, you know, like whether they're being taken advantage of by an institution or, or whatever, but just look at like, people who you know in relationships that are horrible but they stay in those relationships the two of them it's the worst you know like it just kind of sometimes it takes uh, really really heroic leaps to change yourself for the better and then you realize that you know it wasn't that big of a deal anyway it must be it must be good to know as well that you, like, when you began the band presumably like you had no idea that that you four guys would be able to like, do this for so long and, and jail together the way you have you know and I guess a lot of this conversation is about insight and, <laughs> and reflecting on the past. Um, but what, did you reflect on that and think yourself has been quite lucky that you're with like, a band of guys who are, like, are kind of similar in that regard? Oh, yeah, totally. We, uh, it's certainly a massive amount of luck involved, as there is with everything, I think. Um, but I don't want to sell ourselves too short because I do feel that we made the life sacrifices and did the the hard work and pushing that we you know we, we felt that we needed to do i mean sure we slacked here and there and we got there's so many times so many things we could have done massively better but uh we really did just stick with it when we were broke and when we all had to live together and we just kind of you know everything wasn't looking very good and grim we kind of just pushed through it anyway because we wanted it so bad and now you're here and fucking classical again but a place I show up to like a thousand people. Yeah, it's fucking awesome. I'm here with my friend Bob's did the, this guy Bob he did the show. He's done every show we've ever played in Glasgow, I think. And Bob's from the small fucking love Bob. Dude, he's the best, man. <laughs> from the smallest show to this biggest one. Like we keep coming back and seeing the same people. The city is wonderful and gorgeous. It was even the sun was shining today. Yeah, it's absolutely fantastic. It makes you I guess it makes you thankful that you've done all the pushing. Yeah, yes it does. And it's uh, definitely difficult to remember that sometimes, but and who knows, maybe it was all luck and I'm just talking on my asshole. I'll, I'll accept that, but still, yeah, I'm definitely thankful for it. You guys have definitely worked hard. Like I said, I've been following you guys for years and to see you guys keep doing stuff is a lot of bands kind of don't because it's hard. It's really hard to balance the life and the music together, you know? Like, extremely, yeah. It's extremely hard. And we've been fortunate enough to not have anything, you know, too uh, catastrophic happen to us. Like, there's no... Everybody's healthy. Our uh, families, for, for the most part, are pretty... Uh, <laughs> Uh, you know, on a good keel. Uh, it's um, 
yeah, we're, we're very fortunate in that. It's funny, I think like the oldest way of people saying cheers is like, there in other languages I've found when we travel is always to health. And you kind of forget that there's so much of the health that's like completely out of control. And it starts to realize, you start to realize that the older that you get as well. You're looking pretty healthy at the moment, man. All right, thanks, man. <laughs> it's just this uh, whatever I'm drinking, espresso, uh, Americano, a Europeano, whatever. Genetic random coffee. <laughs> yeah, this genetic random coffee. It's actually quite good, man. It's better than the one I had the other day. Well, you know, I guess that's another improvement, isn't it? <laughs> yes, it is. Oh, yeah. One thing I was thinking about earlier on when I was listening to your records and work is about my, I, I'm leaving my job tomorrow. Oh, <laughs> I, was, I, was, I was just, you know, kind of skiving, oh, goofing yeah. off. And I was, I was wondering, like, see, when you guys started, when did you and Greg realise that you guys complimented each other so well, songwriters? Um, I don't know. We kind of just, the band, both bands that we each played in before this one, we had two vocalists. Uh, it was like a thing that everybody in Scranton kind of did, probably based off like Rancid and, you know, the likes. Uh, I don't know, just kind of kept working at it. And, and like when we became a band, Greg played in a band with my brother. Normally, being a little extra might be a bit much, but not when it comes to healthcare. That's why United Healthcare's Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, supplement your primary plan so you manage out-of-pocket costs. Learn more at uh1.com. Say hello to a new era of mental health care. Cerebral is here to help you achieve your mental wellness goals with professional therapy and medication management support. 100% online. You'll experience the all-new Cerebral way an innovative approach to mental wellness designed around you. You'll get a personalized treatment plan from a therapist, prescriber, or both in a safe and judgment-free space. Your cerebral therapist or prescriber will outline a customized plan with clear milestones along the way, so you can get to feeling your best. With Cerebral, you're not alone in your mental health journey. We're here to empower you to live a fulfilling life. So take that first step towards a brighter future and sign up today at Cerebral.com slash podcast and use code ACAST to get 15% off your first month. Offer only valid on monthly plans. Other exclusions may apply. Offer ends July 31st, 2024. See site for details. We kind of just sniped him and took him and then we just kind of just, I don't know if we kind of discovered it so much as we forced it. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. it's worked out for the past 10 years so. oh yeah it's going great it's working out really well I couldn't ask for anything anything else there always seems to be that good vibe you guys as well in the music it feels like it's been written by guys that really care you know awesome thank you yeah I hope so I mean I like to think I care sometimes you get you get too stoned and you're trying to fall asleep and you realize you're like am I fake am I fraud and then, <laughs> yeah I hope uh, I hope everybody well has those thoughts I don't feel so alone in it but yeah I definitely have those thoughts. You know, I feel better already. There we go. I'm starting a new job next week, and I get those thoughts like on a minute-to-minute basis. <laughs> yeah, I'm sure. Although it's these big life changes that are, uh, you know, they're the ones that that make the difference. The one you'll be talking about in a couple of years. Oh, I fucking hope so, man. Yeah. Um, so well, it's either gonna be like, yeah, that was the great time when I did that. Or, oh my god, for fuck's sake, you remember when I did that? <laughs> That's so stupid. What yeah. the fuck was I thinking? Why? Why? Oh my god. <laughs> and in the end, it's never gonna be that bad. So. Yeah, that's the thing, it never is that bad. You always make a big deal out of it in your head and nothing's ever really that bad in the end. It no. always comes out in the okay, usually. Yeah, yeah barring some type of like horrible yeah. uh, events. <laughs> yeah, or disease or something or circumstances, it's going to be all right. So what's happening next then? I mean, I, I, I read an interview recently that you were saying that he's going to write some new music, but you don't know what it's going to be like. No, I mean, it's going to be... It's going to be, uh, so far, what we've been working on is already, I think, uh, in an, a more open direction than we did in our last record. So 
I'm not going to say the songs are better yet. They're all in their infancy. But I think that we have an open mind when it comes to the creative process that we hadn't had before uh, that I think is going to push us to be able to make stuff that we really like and be not bound by some of the other rules that we used to set and stuff. What kind of rules did you used to set? Well, just uh, the preconceived notions of how you have to write a song, the song structure, or how you have to how the guitar has to sound or what kind of melodies could exist where or like you know just have to be constant downstroking you know like those kind of things like all the stuff that we uh maybe didn't hold us back maybe the wrong phrasing to use but definitely kept us within a certain track and i'm hoping that this time because of how open we'll be with the creative process that uh we'll get some interesting things who knows maybe we'll put out a record and everybody be like oh do you hear them trying to sound like indie darlings or some <laughs> bullshit and sound like fucking dickheads but uh i mean it's gonna be punk but yeah well, uh, we'll see. We'll see where it goes. I'm excited. Speaking of songwriting, um, did Will Yep have a really big influence on your album? What's that? Did Will Yep have a big influence on, like, in writing the new records? He definitely did. Yeah, we came in writing with the song. A lot of times when we used to go to the studio, we would write the songs, um, demo them, and then we would go into the studio and we would basically re-record those demos with somebody who had a better ear and a better handle on the equipment than us. Um, uh, I mean, th there's definitely parts and like confidences and stuff that came from all of those other people that we recorded with. Like, I, I mean, I would never say that any of them didn't do us justice. They're incredible. Matt and, and, and Will and Jesse and amazing uh, producers. But when we went in with Will, we went in with a little bit more of an open idea and we spent several days playing with the song structures uh, and even adding parts. And Will would be like, hey, why don't we stop here? Then we would gather together. I mean, okay, well, what's this song missing? Can we add something here? Let me go into the room and bang it out. And just doing that was n a new aspect of the recording process that we had not done before. So it was like, a, yeah, he was very influential on that part of uh, allowing us. He's kind of like a, like a mirror. You know, he would be able to allow us to see what we were doing and what we wanted to get and also help us color it. You know, it's cool. Were you, were you open to that initially when you came in, or was it any reluctance? It was, uh, no, it was a, a conscious decision. Okay, okay, yeah, yeah, and we went up and met with them, and, and that was kind of the plan that we hatched, and Sweet. that became a conscious decision. And I think that, and it could be, we'll, we'll see, we haven't, you know, knocked anything in or who we're going to record with and all that stuff yet, but the next time that we go in, I feel that we'll do even more of that. We'll have an even more open um, uh, approach to where someone can help us because of their, you know, fact that they're not they don't have the same emotional or personal investment that we do so we're not like the interpersonalities doesn't matter it's like a new thing in the mix and we can totally kind of knock down those things that stop you from being super creative like uh, the fear of uh rejection things yeah, like that yeah. you know like that's that's half the battle for producers man is getting somebody to either to slay their own ego whether it's too big or too small to uh get the best out of them yeah, because the recording process is, is quite daunting, even if you've been doing it for years and years and years, because it's like, well, what if, what if that guy there thinks it's shit? What the, what the fuck do we do? Oh, yeah, it's horrible. <laughs> My friend Andy and I, we record bands in uh, Philadelphia, and we've done, we've done some work on some friends' bands. And uh, it is heartbreaking to see somebody who's afraid to kind of, like, go for it. One, because you feel like they're not doing their thing, and two, because they don't do it right, because they can't get the part down <laughs> if you're afraid that you're going to fuck it up. <laughs> um, yeah. It's a that's a that's a whole like push pull kind of constant battle with collaborative art. I think it's so interesting that you guys have, have, have evolved that way as well because I guess it is, I guess it's 
kind of working towards the perfect Mexico record, isn't it? Yeah, I hope so. <laughs> yeah, I hope so. Do you think you're close to those kind of perfect songs that you guys have written? No, I don't think we. No. I don't think we could be. I mean, you look at all great artists and th and things like that. It seems like oftentimes they make their best work uh, in those that confusion at the end of adolescence and the beginning of adulthood, especially in of something like punk rock, which is a hyper energetic and and you know fiercely. Um, it still has a bit of that nihilism, and it's fiercely uh, anti-establishment uh, inherently. And you know, those kind of great works seem to happen at that younger, fiery stage. But I don't think that you can get really good at your craft and and really good at the way that you do it unless you're paying attention and just trying to become better your your whole life. When you began, was it was it a sense of you wanted to get better at, it, or was it just like let's fucking let's just bang out some four chords and let's 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 just have fun? Oh, it was definitely let's bang out some four chords, <laughs> let's have fun. Like that was for sure the uh, the approach that we had forever. Um, when did change? I think it kind of just slowly started to change, especially when we. I don't even from the beginning we had some songs that were written beforehand acoustically and worked and some songs that were just bashed together so it kind of just like went together always and still to these day we might show up to a practice and well stuff that we had brought to the table isn't working so we might just you know be having fun and start jamming and riffing on stuff and then that could grow into a song all on its own yeah. it's so it's so cool to, to uh, i talk, i've talked talk to a lot of people on this podcast and there's a mixture of people like who are and bands and the band writes a unit and just people who are like the songwriter and then they bring it to the band and then the band fill it out um, and it seems like you guys have both approaches yeah we do both for sure yeah there's some of our best songs have been written uh just like banged out the four of us like somebody just starts playing a chord next thing you know the drum beat comes and then maybe the first chorus didn't work and we start fucking with something else and you know it's all lost to the uh to the end, you know, whatever of time, nobody knows, can remember exactly how we got to where we landed, but uh, that's how songs started and ended that way. And there's other ones where we brought them in acoustic and they hardly changed at all, you know. So yeah, definitely, definitely works both ways. That's, that's really interesting, man. Um, I, I just love talking about creative, the creative process. I could do it all day, um, but I'm worried I might get my car towed away or get a parking ticket. <laughs> <laughs> um, so before I finish, Tom, I would like to ask you, um, is there anything else you want to say? And is there anything else that you want to ask me, perhaps? What's your new job, man? I'm going to be social media manager. Oh, fantastic. That's nice. I'm going to be selling crack online, basically. Oh, that's not bad. You know, <laughs> I hear there's a high profit margin with that. You can, uh, you know, make, make good for yourself. <laughs> it's so unpunk rock, it's fucking unreal, man. To sell crack online? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> No, it's not on punk rock if you're working, you know, on your own terms. I hope so, man. It's, it's a big, they're quite a big agency, and I'm working on a contract for a big computing company, a big multinational computing company. So I'm pretty terrified, to be honest, because it's, like, taking me right out of my comfort zone. And, yeah, I, and sure. I'm not entirely sure if it's going to work out for me, if it's going to be something I'm going to enjoy, but you got to try, man. Yeah, know? man, especially getting taken out of your comfort zone. That's, like, the place that you, I think in life that you can truly shine. You know, they say, like, uh, what's it, the measure of a person can be the amount of uncomfortable conversations you're willing to have, you can take that and expand it out into life and be like, all right, well, how many, you know, how many times did you really put yourself out there? All it takes is like one leap, you know? It's true, man. You're totally right. I never thought of it like that. Yeah, it's true. Fuck. I feel a bit better now, thanks. Good, no problem. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't expect that to happen today. Yeah, all right, fuck yeah. <laughs> Must be like coffee, man. It's yeah, giving you the coffee, wisdom. the sunlight, that's definitely, I, mean, I think it's these two uh, splash art paintings, which I keep making fun of, but I actually quite like, so. <laughs> Yeah, I wonder if they're for sale. Yeah, right? It's almost been a total pleasure. Thank you very much. Yeah, great, man. Nice to meet you.
I've been chasing the Menzikers for an interview for about two years, so I'm pretty chuffed that we were able to make it work this time round. Big thanks to Sarah at Transmission for helping me sort this out, and of course to Tom himself for being such a gentleman and for giving me some of his time. They were playing at a really early show, actually, so this interview took place basically as soon as I finished work. So I had to finish work and just race right over there to get it done. And as I said in the interview as well, I could have spoken to him for much longer, but I was really, really worried my car was going to get a ticket because it was, yeah, it was not a free parking zone. But, you know, I apologise for this episode being a day late. I literally recorded it on the day it was supposed to go out, so that's why it's about 24 hours late. But hey, man, I'm just doing the best I can here. And you know I hate being late. In fact, I really love punctuality. Lateness really annoys me, so I'm sorry if it annoyed you too. Anyway, thank you very much for listening. I hope you enjoyed this episode. Please take a second to rate and review this podcast on Apple Podcasts because that would make me feel nice and warm and fuzzy inside. Until next time, bye-bye. Botox Cosmetic, out of botulinum toxin A, FDA approved for over 20 years. So, talk to your specialist to see if Botox Cosmetic is right for you. For full prescribing information, including boxed warning, visit BotoxCosmetic.com or call 877-351-0300. Remember to ask for Botox Cosmetic by name. To see for yourself and learn more, visit BotoxCosmetic.com. That's BotoxCosmetic.com.